let's take our copy of the Word of God together, please, to the book of 1 John. We're in chapter 4. We're going verse by verse to see what God has to say. And if you're not interested in what he has to say in a couple of the verses, well, then hang on. We'll get to another verse. But when you go verse by verse, you deal with everything God wants to deal with. And that's the way we want God to deal with us. Aren't you glad we don't just cherry pick messages for you? We don't preach politics. We don't preach hobby horses. We preach the Bible. And that's what the world needs. So I'm in 1 John chapter 4. We only have two verses this morning. 1 John chapter 4, the Bible says in verse number 5, They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Be preaching this morning on just that thought, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Have you ever had anyone ask, how do I know what's right from wrong? You know, without a proper understanding of God and the Bible, you'll never know what's right and wrong because you're not smart enough to figure that out. Right and wrong is not just what all we conclude it to be. Or they would be right and wrong a hundred different ways, a thousand different opinions. What is right and wrong? Our text talks about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. There is much error in our world, but there is still truth in our world, and we need to know the difference between the two. As a matter of fact, in verse number 1, as we started this chapter, the Bible admonishes us to believe not every spirit, but try the spirit. Because there's so much spirit of error that if you're not careful, you will be a casualty, so will your family, and you'll be deceived. So the Bible tells us hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. God does not want you to be in the dark. He doesn't want you to be in the dark about life or about truth or about evil or about eternity. That's why he gave us the Bible, so hereby we could know. We could know some things without any shadow of a doubt. Not that mom and dad said that, not that our relatives said that, not that I read it on, you know, from a wise person or it's popular opinion or it's what I really have experienced or believe in my own heart. No, but we can find and know the truth because God put it in a book for you to plainly understand what truth is. We're not smart enough to know it without Him. And so when the Bible talks about trying these spirits to know the spirit of error from the spirit of truth and knowing that right from wrong, he, he gives two very opposite spectrums. And, and I'd say this, you know, sometimes people make things complicated. They say there are things that are gray areas. There are things in the middle. Well, I don't read that here. He says there's the spirit of truth and there's the spirit of error. There's no spirit of terror. In other words, there's not something in the middle there. There is the spirit of truth and there's spirit of error. There is the family of God and there is the family of the devil. There is 
being saved and then there's being lost and there is heaven and then there is hell and so those are the you know it's just one decision or the other and a lot of people think they can make that middle decision but that's no decision at all you're on one side of the other you're in one crowd or the other now watch what he says how can we spot the spirit of error versus the spirit of truth verse number five says they are of the world then look at number verse number 6. We are of God. They are of the world. We are of God. Isn't that pretty cut and dry? Somebody said, well, no, we're just all in this. We're all in this together. No, we're not all in this together. God says they are of the world, and therefore the spirit of error is in them. We are of God, therefore the spirit of truth is in us. So this is what I ask you. Which crowd are you in? Are you in the they are of the world crowd or are you in the crowd of we are of God? You say, how do you know that? Well, their natures are different. Um, when I preached on the Navajo Reservation uh, the other week, I, I tried to make an illustration about nature. And I, I, brought, I brought the nicest looking Navajo boy up, up to the front. I mean... Navajos have a look that's just different. It's even different than the other tribes of, of, of American Indians. They look different. I mean, they're very different. Their facial features, the color. Their... So I picked out the most Navajo boy I could find. And I brought him up front and I put my arm around him. And I said, let me ask you a question. Who in here thinks this is my boy? And they just laughed and hee-hawed and slapped their knee. Because there's no way you would think that boy is my boy. He didn't look a thing like me. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how hard you would try. You can't get that together. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you of the world or are you of God? I mean, there, there's, it's just two different natures. Our verse says they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. I mean, everything about them has, has to do with the world. Now, you can't blame a lost person for being of the world. That's all they know. Unless God changes your nature, that's all you'll ever be is of the world. The majority of every person on this planet Earth is of the world. And have the same values and the same principles and the same types of morality and, and believe the same things, basically. They're of the world. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, he talks about, you know, in time past, before we got saved, before we were born again, we walked according to the course of this world. In other words, our whole life was defined by what everybody else's life is defined in the world. According to the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. The spirit. There you go. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So when, when they say they are of the world, it's just the fact they're walking according to the course of this world. The God of this world has blinded their eyes. The God of this world is in control of them. Their lifestyle matches the lifestyle of the world. They are acting out all their worldly lusts because they're of the world. The Bible says this, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts 
We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. See, we that are saved, we're in this world, but we are not of this world. And the lusts of this world, that's not how we're supposed to live because this is not our home. This is not our nature. This is a foreign place. Is the world foreign to you? Or are you at home here? You remember what we preached all the way back in chapter 2? Look at there, the first John chapter 2, he says, in verse 15. We know these verses. He says, oh, preacher's going to preach on worldliness. Yeah, you got it right. Amen. Because that's the next verse. If you want the love message, you've got to come next week. Because <laughs> that's the next verse after this. Right. But today's verse is, they're of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world. And the world heareth them. And that's not my nature. If that's your nature, you need to get saved. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So are you of the world or are you of God? Are you a worldly person? Do you have more in common with people outside the church or inside the church? I mean, what's your nature? Now, you know what the world is trying to do and secular religion and liberal religion is trying to do. It's trying to make the church have many more things in common with the world. But we have a different nature. They are of the world. We are of God. It's it's polar opposites. They have worldly music. We're in here singing these songs. You will not hear these songs at the Von Braun Civic Center. Right? Right? You will not hear these songs where the multitude of the world will come together to have a concert. You're not, you know why? We have different songs. And it's not just the words. When you came in here, you didn't mistake because you couldn't hear the words. The music for being a worldly music. Right? So let me ask you a question. Which crowd are you in? I don't know about you, but I love singing about when I see the blood I'll pass over. A person that's of the world. Now, I'm not judging hard. I don't, I don't know your heart in here. But a person of the world will sit in a, in, a, in a congregational song service at a church like this and be bored out of their brain. Because this is not their music. It's not their nature. You know the people we're having for homecoming, the the Marshalls and the and the Jim Britton family and Andy and Rachel. It, it, that's not Sunday music. That, that's music I listen on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. That's my music. They are of the world. Well, what about the world's morality? Do they even have a morality? There is no morality in the world. They don't care if you live together before you're married. They're of the world. That's not their nature. They don't care. 
The world is an adulterous, fornicating society. That's just the way they are. They're of the world. They, they, they speak of the world. They, they listen to the world. Other people listen to them because that's their nature. They have no sense of modesty. You walk in here this morning, amen, and you look at the people here this morning. And I know everybody here is not saved. I'm not saying you're saved because you look Christian. You, you, you can look Christian and be lost as a, do, a ball in high weeds. You can put on Christian clothes and not have a Christian heart. But I'm telling you what, there's something different about the way we look in here. And if you can't see that, and that's not being ugly, and that's not being mean. We don't have, amen, greeters at the door saying, you can't come in because you don't match the dress style. We don't do that. We want people to dress right. Now, I, I have to caveat that because if they start coming in bikinis and naked, you say it in church? Yeah. Don't you think the devil's smart? <laughs> he's not just, amen, probably, he's not going to send just people, amen, in the church house with an AR-15 or people in the church house, amen, that are part of the LGBT movement. He'll probably send somebody in the church house that's naked. That's the way they dress. They don't think a thing about it. Because that's their nature. They are of the world. They walk according to the course of this world. Their values are about the world. Their values are money. What's your values? Do you have worldly values? Do you just live for making another dollar? That's what people in the world do. Are you living for another thing to buy or another another, another uh, a fun day to have? That, that's what people in the world that don't know God, that, that's how they live their life. That's their values. But we are of God. We have different values. Amen. People that are of God, well, they, they have different morality. They don't just have different clothes and different music. They have a different philosophy of life. We're living for eternity. And this world's not our home. And we're trying to do things that please God and we're trying to invest in the things of God. And our worldly things that we have, our money, our things, are not the priority of our life. But God is the priority of our life. Why? We have a different nature. Amen. So where's your nature? They're of the world, we're of God. Therefore, speak they of the world. You see that in your text? You know they're of the world because that's all they talk about. They talk about all the things that are in the world. Oh, if you're of God, you have a different nature. You don't talk about what they talk about. You know what the world talks about? Half They can't say a, a paragraph without using blasphemous words. And, and that's not shocking because they're of the world. That, that's their nature. But see, we're of God. We have a different vocabulary. We have different speech. Let's talk about Jesus, the King of kings is He, the Lord of lords supreme throughout eternity. The great I am the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. 
Let me ask you a question. What do you talk about? Do you ever talk about Jesus? Well, then how is your nature any different from somebody that's an atheist that never talks about Jesus? You know what most people talk about? They talk about their problems. They talk about their complaints. That's, the world, that's what the world does. They are the world, therefore speak to it. What does the world talk about? Talk about gas prices, talk about war in Ukraine. They talk about education. They talk about climate change. Ha, ha, ha. I always have to put that in there. That's a cult, man. That's a cult. You bind to the cult, you're deceived to the devil. That's the world. You didn't get that out of the Bible. God didn't have a problem taking care of the world. But that's what they talk about. Electric cars and politics. Do you know if Jesus doesn't come in 20 years, nobody will care who Donald Trump or Joe Biden is? It'll just be another story. But you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the same thing they talked about 2,000 years ago. It's a message that never goes, it's part of my nature. What do you talk about? They're, they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world. What is your nature? What is your speech? He's telling you you can spot a worldly individual by what they talk about, what's on their mind and what's in their heart. Would you grab Acts chapter... Hold your finger right here. We'll be right back. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. They are of the world, therefore speak they are the world. We're of God. I wonder what we speak about. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, here they bring the men before the magistrates. And verse number 18 says in Acts chapter 4, And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. I can't put a, I can't put a muzzle on it, Peter said. I can't quit talking about it. It's changed my life. It's the greatest power in the universe. It's given me peace and joy in my heart. You can put me in jail. You can beat me with rods if you want to. You can take my life. But I cannot help but speak about Him. They're of the world. They speak of the world. We're of God. We can't. Can you just not help but talk about God? Now you may be a backslidden Christian like Jeremiah got. Jeremiah said, I will not speak anymore in His name. He got sick of everything that's going on in his life. He said, I'm not going to speak anymore in this name. And then he had to take out that pen. And the longer he sat there, the more he stood, rocked back and forth. I'm not going to speak anymore. And the more he looked and the more he lived, he said, he wrote, he says, his word was in my heart as a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. And I could not stay. I couldn't keep it in any longer. I had to talk about it. Are you of the world or are you of God? Do you talk about it? What's your speech this morning? I don't know. I put a question mark. I don't understand. People said they've been saved 20 years and they don't ever talk about him. 
My Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'll read it in your hearing, verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, there's that word. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. Listen, I believed and therefore I have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. They are of, are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. We're of God. And it should come forth in our speech. We'll go back to our text. He says something else in these little two verses. He says in verse 5, They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. And then he says this, And the world heareth them. The world listens to the false prophets and the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of error. The world embraces that spirit of error. They listen to that. They listen to those that are of the world like themselves. Let me ask you a question. Do lost people like to listen to you? They're of the world, therefore speak what they of the world, and the world heareth them. Are you cozy with people that don't know God? Do they want to be near and dear and close? And... Well, then you might want to take stock. Why do, why do these people that don't know God, why do they listen to me? Now, listen, I'm not telling you not to talk to the people that are lost. You need to give them the gospel. And I will caveat this again and say this. If, if people that are lost aren't listening to you because you're arrogant, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. If lost people don't listen to you because you're self-righteous, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to listen to anybody that, that thinks they're better than them. That, that's just human. We, we don't, if somebody is, is projecting on me that they're so much better than I am, you, 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 I'm not going to care what they have to say because I don't appreciate that. We don't have that attitude as God's people because you know what we know? We know that we're sinners as they are. We know that we deserve to go to hell like they deserve to go to hell. We know that in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. We know without God there's nothing good about any of us. Amen. We're not self... Now, if you're being self-righteous to lost people, no, that's, that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. If you're being arrogant, if you're being unkind, if you're, being, if you're not being compassionate, you know, sometimes lost people don't listen to us because we don't have any concern for them. We don't care. We don't care if they go to hell or heaven. Why would they listen to a track I give to them if they, don't, if they know I don't give a flip where they go? There's a lot of saved people that have no concern or compassion for people going to hell. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people having the same values, the same philosophy, the same conversation, the same heart. And they want to listen to you because you're like they are. You know, if you speak the truth, unless lost people want to be saved, they're not going to like it. Guys, we're not trying to make this church house this morning palatable for lost people. We want them to be saved. We want to show them the love of Christ. But we're not going to change the Bible or change God's message or change God's truth just to make them comfortable. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if lost people get saved until they get uncomfortable. 
You, get, you need to get uncomfortable about your sin and you need to be uncomfortable about where you're headed and you need to be uncomfortable that you're trusting yourself. He says, therefore, speak there the world and the world heareth them. Let me ask you a question. Who do you listen to? Do you listen to people in the world? Look at the next verse, verse 6. He says, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. So are you in the heareth them crowd or the heareth us crowd? Anybody with me this morning? Who are you listening to? Are you hearing them or are you hearing us? Born again saved people ought to listen to born again saved people. You know that don't happen a lot? Well, they're my friend. If they're of the world, you don't need to listen. He that is of God, we are of God. He that knoweth God, heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and error. You can tell a lot about somebody by who they listen to. And when I say hear, I'm not talking about just hearing with ears. I'm talking about somebody that wants to hear and wants to receive. They're hearing internally, not externally. My... Son and daughter-in-law brought her childhood dog back to Alabama. I can take that dog and I can preach that dog this message and he's not going to listen to me. Any more than some people sitting right here listening to me. Don't even matter what I say. And man, I try to make it where people don't go to sleep. If I have to, I'll I'll jump across the aisles if it'll keep you awake. I want you to hear the truth. You can beg people. You can weep in front of them. You you can make it where it's not boring. You can can try to open the Bible. You can preach with your... But the Bible says if they're of the world, they're not going to hear us. Now, if they want to get out of the world, that's a different story. And if you're here this morning, you want to get out of the world, you can get out of the world. Amen. And God will take you out of this world one day and take you to heaven with Him. But He'll change you, your nature on the inside. Do you like preaching? Who do you listen to? I always had a problem with people. And I know he's been dead for a while. I always had a problem with people that listened to Rush Limbaugh more than they'd listen to preaching. See, I have to put the conservative part in there too. The question is, who you listen to? Are you listening to God? You mark it down. Somebody that can't stand to listen to preaching... Somebody that can't stand to listen to the Bible. Hey, try this. Try this. See, see how, check your heart out someday. While you're heading to work, pop in the Bible. Pop in Alexander Scorby and just, just let it play him reading the Bible and see how well you do. <laughs> Instead of getting your morning Joe or whatever is on the radio. I don't even know what's on the radio. What do you want to listen to? You know why some people won't receive that Bible? They won't receive the truth. Because they're not of God. He that is of God heareth us. Is that what it says? Well, who's us? Well, in the context, it's it's the Apostle John. I'd say this. If the Apostle John walked in here and preached a message, that'd be somebody who wouldn't listen to him. Matter of fact, he might say something that, that would offend you. But you know what? He's a man that wrote, that God used to write the Bible. I'd say Bible people are people you need to listen to. That's the us. 
the us. The born again people, that's the us. The people that have God in them. Quit listening to people that don't have God in them. God lived in John. Listen to people who, who, who God dwells in. That's what we're talking about in this book. About God dwelling in people. If you listen to people that God's not on the inside of, it, it's a good characteristic that you're of the wall. Because He says, He that knoweth God heareth us. Even if I don't like it, I'll still agree with it. Amen. Amen. I like preaching that's against me. And I agree with it. And I embrace it even if I don't appreciate it. Because there's something in there that says, that's right. You may not be living up to it, but that's right. And I'm listening. He that is of God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Preacher, I just don't understand why this teenager or this friend or this co-worker, I've tried everything. I've tried to tell them everything. They're not listening because they're not of God. They need salvation. But keep praying. Keep trying. Go to John chapter 8. The gospel of John now. John chapter 8 with 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Who do you listen to? The world doesn't listen to us. Do you think the world gives two, two red nickels what I'm saying this morning? And when we, when we get out there on the street in a few weeks and hold scripture signs, do you think the world care one flip that we're out there holding those signs? No. It doesn't bother me. It's, it's, that's what I'm supposed to I can't help but speak it. It's not about whether they listen to it or not. It's about my nature to speak it. He said in John chapter 8, Jesus said in verse 47, look at it. John 8, 47. He that is of God heareth God's words. Do you see that? Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. Boy, what a thing to say. Jesus said that to these religious people. He said that, that to these Israelites that claim they knew all about God. He says, you're not of God because if you were God, you'd listen to me. How many people don't listen to Jesus? They still don't listen to Jesus. They still don't listen to the voice of God. He that is of God heareth God's words. You know, you'll sit down with the world world and you'll say, look here. The Bible says God created them male and female. Why can't they get that? They can't hear the word of God because they're not a God. They make up their own rules. You try to say, hey, that's a, that's a baby inside that, that, that lady's womb. Don't, don't kill that. Look what the Bible says. No, I, what do I care about the Bible? Doesn't matter what we say. If, if you're not of God, there's nothing about this Bible that makes sense to you anyway. Look at First uh, Corinthians chapter 2. Now, we, we still need to keep trying to persuade them. We need to keep trying to preach to them. I don't, I don't think some Christians realize how weird they are to lost people. 
And that's why I think it's a good idea for you to go out on the street corner because it reminds you what the world thinks about you really. You stay in your house, you think people out there, you think you're part of the silent majority. What a joke. We are not a part of any kind of majority. The only majority we're part of is God's on our side. We're on His side and that makes a majority. If there's three of us standing here, if God's standing beside, that's the majority. Ain't no silent majority. Well, I just think in this country we've got some people that really believe. You're nuts. Your brain's on vacation. At least, would I be conservative? I'd say 90% of every person in America is lost. And that's probably conservative. They're not of God. They're not going to hear. Well, you know, they agree with us on this political. Yeah. Well, pull out the Bible and says, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Put that on them. Say, hey, everybody's going to hell except people who believe on Jesus. You believe that? They'll run away from you as quick as they can. Turn over to Genesis chapter 1. Say, you believe that? And you'll find out all of your conservative people, they don't believe that. They don't believe Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, or chapter 3. They don't believe there's a real devil. They don't believe there's a real hell. They don't believe people have to be born again. They don't believe in the Spirit of God. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You say, what are you trying to say? You know what? You you better stay with the crowd that believes the Bible. Those are the people you better hang around and let influence your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says this. Verse 11, for what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God. We read, he, we read that in our text. He that knoweth God heareth us. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Watch it now. Watch it now. Verse 2, verse 12. Right where we've been preaching. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Do you see that? But the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak. There it is again. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. I have received a different spirit that causes me to understand and to know and to listen to God. It's not that I'm a good person. It's that God has put a different spirit in me. And it's not the spirit of the world. It's the spirit of truth. And those sheep know His voice. And a stranger will they not follow. Look at John chapter 15. Coming down to the home stretch. John chapter 15. Hereby know ye the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. John 15 verse 26. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of, what does he say? The spirit of truth 
which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, there's the speech, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Look at chapter 14, a page back. 14 verse 17. Look at it. Even the spirit of truth. You see that? Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Even the spirit of truth. Look at your Bible. Whom the world cannot receive. You see that? Because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him. But ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you, Jesus says. In chapter 16, verse 13 of John. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, there he is again, is come, he will guide you. You say, how do I know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error? Well, where are you heading? Where's your life heading? Are you being led by the Spirit of truth? Is He guiding you? He doesn't guide you to a sewer pit. He doesn't guide you to addictions. He doesn't guide you to bitterness and being mad all the time. That's not where He leads us. He says, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. How do we know the spirit of truth, the spirit of error? The spirit of truth glorifies Jesus Christ. The spirit of truth testifies of Jesus Christ. The spirit of truth guides you into all truth, leads your, leads your life in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Doesn't speak of himself. Not a pompous thing, no. no not, not, not a deifying thing to the Spirit of truth, but a glorifying thing to the Son of God. And He shows you things to come. Why is it that some people can't see the pit they're about to fall into? You say, well, isn't that talking about prophecy? Yeah, prophecy, but i tell you what prophecy you need to hear this morning is the prophecy that's going to happen next month in your life. Or the next year in your life. You know the Spirit of God will give you a warning. You continue on like this another six months, you're finished. You're going to ruin everything. The spirit of truth shows us things to come. And the world cannot receive that spirit. As long as they want to stay in the world, as long as they want to stay lost, they don't have that spirit. Now go back to your text in 1 John. He said, Hereby know we the spirit of truth. You know this morning... If you don't have the spirit of truth, if you don't know the spirit of truth, there's good news for you. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, would you look at it? 1 John chapter 5 verse 6, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that he came? Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. Look at chapter 4 verse 13, watch it, watch it. 1 John 4, 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him and He in us because He hath given us of His Spirit. Chapter 3, verse 24. And He that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him and He in Him and hereby we know that He abideth in us by the Spirit which He hath given us. Is God in you or is the world in you? Who do you listen to? 
Does this, look up here, does this mean anything to you this morning? Do you want to listen to this? Do you want to know this? Do you want to live this? Is that your nature? Or are you of the world? And you don't have the spirit of God. You don't have the spirit of truth. You have the spirit of error. You have the spirit of this world. You have a spirit of uncleanness in your life. Why don't you trade that spirit instead of having that spirit of sin in your life? Why don't you come get the spirit of God in your life? And let God take you from they are of the world to we are of God. That invitation is to everybody. I'm glad for the day I saw where I was and the only thing in the middle was Jesus. And he could grab my hand over there in that world and bring me over here to the Father where I would be in God forever.